Welcome to the RT Rugby podcast special. Guinness and the Women's Six Nations have teamed up as part of their Never Settle campaign, which aims to make rugby a sport where everyone can belong, regardless of their gender, race or sexuality. Uh, and this year, Guinness will be working closely with the IRFU and the Six Nations to help make Saturday's match against England in Musgrave Park in Cork a sellout. I'm delighted to say I have Sam Monaghan, Linda Jugong on it with me here today. Um, it's, uh, I think you're closing in on about 5,000 tickets sold. It's really important. Um, I, I was down in the, at the France matches. You guys are out for maybe an hour after with selfies and autographs. It's really important to give the, the next generation uh, people to look up to and to aspire to, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's even, you know, from the first time I played in the RDS, I think there was 2,000 to have 5,000. It just means so much to us for players. And, you know, especially it is what it is after a big loss like that, you know, you're disappointed. But to see so many kids there, you know, want you to sign their jerseys or get pictures with them or like it is, it, it really, I find it helps me, you know, like the support has been next to none and like the more support we can get on Saturday the better we have and Linda you had your own your own gang of followers down there that had a little teddy bear with the, with the Ireland shirt and your name on the back do you prefer the selfies or the autographs I prefer all of them I take all of them uh, <laughs> but it's all, honestly wearing that green jersey and playing at home has been it, it is incredible and it's something that doesn't come like we've seen from the Six Nation uh, campaign. We be, we have been going away for three of the games and having only two games at home. So it's, the, it's so important for us to really uh, cherish those games at home because we know how tough it is to travel away and how challenging, challenging it is. So being able to just play, having a home game and we love playing in Cork and that Musgrave Park and having uh, supporters around, like San said, just, it just gave you that extra energy, like especially in those last minute where you're really blowing and you really just, for someone to just say, Ireland, keep going and just looking at those young kids and just wanting you to inspire them, really, it's just, it gave you that extra energy that it that one percent and it can it means a lot so staying after and just looking at them and sometimes we take we take things for granted but for them is everything you know um signing those jerseys taking selfies and everything like you don't know you're making their days and although we might have lost or you might feel like really done and everything it's so important for us to stay out there and talk to them and take pictures and just being part of that because once we were once those kids and it's important that we were able to really inspire them and you never know when they will be uh, you'll be on the crowd and it'd be the other way around where they'll be playing and you'll be watching them on the big screen on or even on the stadium and that you inspire them to put on that green jersey and that's what we do what we do is to inspire the next generation and this guinness campaign that we're, we're on now to it's about inclusion a couple of weeks ago there was um former england player luther burrell said he was the victim of racial abuse and there was a review into that there's obviously a lot of racism in in, in society, in all societies. Linda, have you ever come across racism in the rugby setting? Is that something you've encountered over your career? 
Uh, no, that's something I haven't uh, encountered, and is is unfortunate to hear something like that. I haven't I haven't heard it at all until you mentioned it. But is I haven't. I think like everyone really in my environment have been very supportive, and the RFU have been very supportive uh, of my journey to where I started to where I am. So I haven't had any issue with that. Yeah, no, it, it certainly doesn't seem to be a problem in, in, in Irish rugby. Um, we'll, we'll get on to the rugby in a minute, but obviously it's very intense. You're, you're preparing for a game. What, what do you guys do for, for calm? What, what do you do for your hobby? What do you do when you want to just get away from, from rugby, um, Sam? Um, I usually try and connect, you know, like speak to my mom. She's always a good one to speak when I'm... Um, you know, they always say, you know, your mother's always right. She's always a good one to talk to and she calms me down. She always says the right thing, actually. Love to listen to music and, you know, especially I think one of the big things I do, like, is on a Friday when I need to, because you don't want to get too excited on Friday and kind of waste energy. So Discover Weekly is a big, big thing for me. So trying to find different, you know, different music and, um, yeah, just speaking to family and friends, I find it really important to get out and, you know, go for a walk or grab a coffee with some of the girls as well and just connect off, you know, away from rugby as well and how they're getting on and just checking in. Um, but yeah, trying to keep myself busy because I am such an overthinker and I'm a bit of a pacer as well. I'd like, you know, be pacing around myself and I'd be sweating and, you know, nervous for the game. So just trying to keep myself calm and not get too excited before Saturday. And Linda... Are you still working as a nurse? Do you do any shifts now at all, or are you just full-time with the rugby? I'm full-time with rugby at the moment, yeah. And do you miss that? Uh, I think um, I, I enjoyed um, working in nursing and doing the rugby, but like it was very challenging to do both because they were two both demanding uh, professions. So for me, as it always been a dream of any really athlete to be playing in that. Uh, at professional level, so when the opportunity came along, I think it was a good, good for me to take that. So maybe you have a little bit of extra spare time now. What do you do? I know you said before that you meditated in the morning and all that, but again, what do you do to relax? What 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 are your hobbies? Yeah, I still meditate every morning. Um, first thing when I when I wake up, um, it just kind of really helped me set my my mind into what I needed to do and kind of helped me to zone out and kind of focus on what the day. Um, what I have to do ahead uh, of the day. Um, for now, I, I'm a big into podcasts and um, Netflix, and so. Um, Give I me the be... name of a couple of shows now, because it's very general. What, what's your um, favorite podcast? And what's I'm, your favorite I'm Netflix currently show? watching Formula One, the new season that came out. So I'm I'm hooking to that at the moment. And my friend told me about Bridgerton, so um, so I'm watching watching that. Next, when I finish Formula One, because that's my main thing, I just love that. <laughs> so, and I'm I'm good in listening and also going for drive, just stay away. And I have a really uh, supportive um, group of people around me and families and friends. And none of my friends play any sports, so it's kind of good sometimes to kind of bouncing and just stay away from rugby and just talk about normal normal things so it's really important for me um to do that and call call family back home in Cameroon too very good um Sam what um have have the camp has anybody in to visit the camp or what are you guys doing in your downtime together is there activities that team bonding sessions 
Um, you know, we often hear about the special visitors coming into to the men's team. Have you got anything like that? Um, we like we've had so on uh, Wednesday night we usually, we've had a team dinner every week. Um, this evening we're going to Nando's, which I'm excited about because it's one of my favourite things. Um, so I'm looking forward to that now. Um, the girls watched. I had a bit physio last night, but they watched, you know, on a Monday night just to kind of decompress. Um, they watched a few movies. They watched The Greatest Showman there on Monday night. And look, the, you know, there is so, like the schedule is pretty jam packed. It is hard to find time to make things, but I do think it is important. Like, um, I think we've a team quiz coming up this week, so we have to fill in the Google Docs form kind of little questions about ourselves. So I think there's going to be um, a prize for someone that knows the players the best, which is good because, you know, the two birds, one stone there, you get to know the players a bit more who probably haven't gotten to connect off off the pitch really, you know, especially a lot of the younger players. Um, so that I'm looking forward to that now, a bit of a pub quiz. Very good. Who's the best crack in the camp? <laughs> not um, me. Um, it, it depends. <laughs> There's different levels of crack. Um, like um, Dan is a funny one, but she's like kind of a dark horse funny one. You know what I mean? Like she she'd have some witty comments. Um, then uh, you'd have like Neve Jones is good crack. She's she's the one. She's she's the one for the pre for the like hand fun. So they're always playing. Brittany. 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 Yeah, Brittany. Yeah, they're playing this game on the bus. You know, you've got 10 seconds to name four different types of cars or something. And like, she's very, like, she's good with games and she, like, she's good at getting a little um, game together off the back of nothing. You know what I mean? To just, especially because we do have, like, say, a snack table around 8 30 or something. And it's kind of where everyone's at their giddiest. Um, and we just sit around and have the crack. And it's good too to let a little, a little bit of them blow it. You, you're, you're, you're one there too, Sam, so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to elaborate, Linda? Oh, no, you're, you're always like, Lana or anything like that, like Sam would be the first one to just kind of just cheer everybody up and really set standards and sometimes not with the laughter and everything, but it's, she's always, uh, she's always the one to kind of just cheer. Uh, especially when the mood is down and everything like that. So, very good. Um, what I do is I make, I make fun of myself. That's what you do. <laughs> no, no, and then people best. just laugh along. <laughs> that's the best way. Uh, listen, England uh, named their team earlier on. There's six Gloucester players in that. Um, the two second rows, you know, well, uh, Sam, uh, yeah. Zoe Alcoff, Sarah, Sarah Beckett. Just dish the dirt on us now. What can we expect maybe from, from, from your? first-hand experience from the Gloucester players? Look, um, you know, Zoe, World Player of the Year, it's one of the reasons I went to Gloucester to learn from her. And, you know, she runs a great line out and I've learned so much from her the last, you know, couple of months. Her experience is, you know, invaluable. Like, they're two very different players. Um, you know, uh, Zoe's such a workhorse and, you know, she's, she's um, like she runs that line out really well and then you've got Beckett who's such a strong ball carrier um, and just a bit of a nose around the breakdown as well so I'm glad to see Becca get a start because I think this is her first start this campaign and she definitely deserves it um, she's put a good performance in from the club scene me and Zoe have only got to play about three or four games together because she was away at the World Cup and then 
Um, she had a bit of an ankle injury there just before the Six Nations, which she got, she rehabbed the life out of it and got back for Wales. So, or I think who the Scotland, Scotland game. So um, I am really excited to play against them. You know, it's 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 great to be able to have that relationship with them. You know, you can, but whatever happens on the pitch stays on the pitch. Very good. Um, just when you mentioned the line out, maybe I'll ask Linda, what sort of work have you done this week on the on getting that line out? Because it was it must have been very frustrating last week to get into position, lose a lot of line out balls from your from your own from your own side. So what have you done this week in training to address that? I think from from Monday on when we came in and just did a bit of analysis and looking at what are positive and also our work on and from seeing the game, yeah, our set piece where we can get better at, um, we can improve on what's the line out and we've been doing a lot of line outs and challenging ourselves and having contested line outs and really mimicking what England are going to do and trying to really uh, put pressure on that and but so far like we've, we're very confident in our set pace going to to on Saturday um, against England so uh, I think we is something is one of our set pieces that we really hope to really get nail on on Saturday. I know um, that Siobhan McArdle is the head mm -hmm. of psychology there H have any of you guys spoken to her I mean Gary Gary Keegan was credited widely for some of the success in the men's game. I mean, is that something that an avenue that you guys like to go, would like to go down to, to chat to somebody just about the, the mental side of the game? I think right now, um, like mentally, we, we're so focused on on uh, on the game on Saturday that we, as a squad, we have each other's back. We it's all we have there on that page. We have each other, so we can't let like England. Yeah, it's a tough game and everything like that. But on mental, we've been so switched on since Monday that no nothing will come in and break us. And we just we're so focused on just having each other's back, each other like singing that national anthem for each other on that page and just giving everything. And we're so we're so tight as a unit that I think it, we're really gonna put England a massive challenge, and that's what we're aiming to do. So mentally, we're so we're really buzzing for Saturday um, to really show England what we can do. Sam, is that something that you look? I know some players are just not comfortable and they don't like to do that. But is it? Is there some? Would you have a chat with Siobhan or whoever else is around there? Just you know, just to get get your thoughts out. Yeah, no, I haven't actually um, spoken to her. Um, maybe it is something we could improve as going forward. Um, like you know having some check-ins and stuff like that and being able to you know express how you're feeling or you know how you're performing because you know you perform your best when you're mentally there so it is probably something we could improve on. The England are, are heavy favourites to win this game but what targets do you set yourselves as a team that will represent a success? I know you've talked about getting better in different aspects of the of your game going through the rounds what represents a realistic target and that you could come away from the match on Saturday afternoon um, with some sense of satisfaction? Um, I think for me personally, like um, I was talking to one of the girls about this, but like tangible targets that we have, you know, like, you know, getting 100% on our scrum, um, getting our success higher than the Italy game for our line out, um, having, you know, executing our exits, um, the way we've worked on them this week, um, really one of the big things as well for England is slowing down their speed to rock. So I think they've got like, you know, two, three seconds breakdown if we can, you know, 
really have an impact, get them double tackles in, slow down their ball, and it gives us more time to set in the defence and then get double shots. And I think that's how we'll kill their momentum. Um, and then, you know, getting points on the board as well, having a composure in that, um, you know, scoring zone. Something I think we lacked last week, like that last execution, like we were getting to the right places, but then um, kind of lost um, where we wanted to go in that zone and like maybe get, you know, getting them punches around the corner from the forwards and then getting an out back. Sometimes I think we were overworking at times and probably not into the best position. So that's something we've worked on, especially our physicality this week um, will be crucial. We know that around this campaign and around the women's team, there's a huge amount of context um, for the different layers and, and the progress that's been made at the IRFU. I guess this match is live on, on RTE on Saturday. A lot of people tuning in are not aware of the, of the frames that are surround this team. So I would have had to explain what sevens were to, to lots of people uh, over the last couple of weeks. They, they hadn't heard of it or they weren't too aware of it. What, what's your message to the, to the fans tuning in who, who, who aren't living living with the team or full-time supporters? What's your message to them um, when they're just tuning in for the first time on, on Saturday? Um, like I was speaking about this uh, before to a commentator and just uh, just for me, like it was from the Meath Chronicle and I was saying, uh, I played Gaelic football for me, the team, a while back and I left just as they were going back into intermediate and they were such a young squad then and look what what look what they've come on to do like we were getting hammered like I know that this is an international sport but the comparison between the two like experience is invaluable and I think coming on as a squad um we have to just make sure we're backing them younger players and um putting our arm around them when they need it and look trying to get better each game that's really important I think I'd be sitting here and saying otherwise if we were going back a step but we have improved this campaign um, and that's something is to be I'm proud of and like as you like we said earlier like England have an average of 37 caps I think we have an average of six so I think just over the next couple of years there's going to be some really exciting rugby and you know this is the start of it and then we do have a young squad there's no doubt about it it's the reality of it um, but it's how we stay together and, you know, work towards this, you know, the rest of this campaign and to going into the WXV tournament. And same to you, Linda, what's your, um, what's your message to the, maybe the casual fan who, who tunes in on, on Saturday? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's important for, for people to watch um, or the women's rugby perform like all game. And I think it, not even just for us, like I was told about like the next, the generation, the next girl coming through and like for them to be able to see that on TV is really inspiring them that they could be, um, they could they could see themselves playing in that green jersey. But also like Sam mentioned there, like we're playing against England and yes, they, they're, they're going after this Grand Slam, and that, but that doesn't stop us from going on Saturday and giving everything. And that's what we we want to do, and that's what we're going to do. Um, I think that we yes, we have a younger squad, but they're learning, and we're all learning, and we're improving. And wins are going to come. It won't come tomorrow. It won't come the next day. But it will come eventually. Very good. Listen, guys, thanks very much for your time talking on the RT Rugby podcast here, and want to wish you the best of luck on, on Saturday. Lovely. Thank you so much, Michael. Have a great weekend. Thank you.